You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 51. Happy Holidays. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Watchers and welcome to episode 51 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. So, episode 51 and the last episode for the year. Goodbye, Some... 2018. Yep. But uh, there's a little bit of news to talk about today. Yesterday, they released the trailer for Hellboy. Yeah. And I was looking forward to seeing that, definitely, because there's been a lot of talk. And of course, the problem with the trailer yesterday, there was a little bit of a controversy because they weren't supposed to release it till today. Oh, uh-oh. Now, the reason they wound up uh, releasing it yesterday is because, yeah, it was Tuesday, well, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning around midnight, the trailer got leaked. Uh-huh. It got leaked by Lionsgate. They leaked it on their Twitter accidentally. Oops. And so they deleted it, but they forgot. Can't put the toothpaste back no, in the tube. No. Mm-hmm. The inter- once it's on the internet, it's there forever. So yeah. they had to bite the bullet and go ahead and release it yesterday. And so I got a chance to see it and you got a chance to see mm-hmm. it. So what'd you think? I'm excited about it. I mean, gosh, Ian McShane, you know, yeah. guy can't beat that. And Hellboy looks fantastic. It's not like he's a, they tried to make him look exactly the way that Ron Perlman did. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, David Harbour, I think he's going to bring his own thing to it, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the trailer. I, it got me really excited to see what's going to happen. I know they're bringing in Lobster Johnson, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see him on on the big screen for the first time. Mm-hmm. But you can tell there's a lot of humor in it, which is straight out of the comics, and so you get that great moment of horror, but also comedy and I can't wait. Yeah, and I guess the difference between uh, Del Toro films, you know, they have this kind of magical, mystical Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Maybe this time we're going more more monster movie. Yeah, Yeah. more street level, perhaps. I I think that's a a good way to describe it. Mm -hmm. But also, like I said, I was hoping that they were going to be able to step away from the Del Toro movies. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with them, but if you're going to do the movie, you you have to bring something new to it if you're going to do the reboot. And it looks like... Like you said, it's going to be more maybe street level, but there, I mean, obviously the supernatural side of it is definitely going to be there. But Ian McShane in that role, it, he's going to take bring his own twist to it, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, John Hurt was great when he did it, but definitely, I mean, uh, Ian McShane's going to bring his own. Something's going on in the back of his mind at all time, and you mm-hmm. don't know what's going. I mean, whether he was playing, you know, Al Swearingen mm-hmm. or playing Odin, right? In, <laughs> you know, it's always feels like. He's thinking ten times more than what he's actually saying in the, you know, what's ever coming out of his mouth. There's stuff going on in the background in his mind constantly. Mm-hmm. He just He's able to play that kind of a thing. It's like somebody who's like three or four steps ahead of the conversation at all times. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be a really good in that role, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've probably seen this movie. It was directed by Roddy McDowell, and it was the reason Roddy McDowell couldn't do the second Planet of the Apes movie. It was released in Europe as Tamlin, 
based on mm-hmm. the uh, the fairy tale, and it was released in America as The Devil's Mistress or The Devil's Wife. I, I never saw that, but mm-hmm. I, do, I do recall. It is a very young Ian McShane, and um, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting movie. It's a, a good twist on that fairy tale. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, if you get a chance, you know, it's it's worth the watch. Yeah, and, and to see a young Ian, Ian McShane is very, you know, it's a good watch. Here's the thing about it. I, I was... I noticed when I saw the release dates for Hellboy, it's jumping right in the middle of the a bunch of superhero movies. Uh, specifically, it's going to show up not that far away from Avengers Four. Hmm, mm-hmm. So there's going to be <laughs> it's going to be scrappy. It's mm-hmm. going to be scrappy in those few weeks. And so now Hellboy, uh, he DC is he Dark Horse? What is he's Dark Horse? Dark Horse. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Although he has appeared in Injustice 2, the video game. He was mm-hmm. a downloadable character okay. that you could play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Dark Horse character, and like I said, I, I was looking forward to seeing this new itineration of Hellboy, and from what I saw from the trailer, I'm definitely excited to see it, for oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Ian McShane... Speaking of Ian McShane... <laughs> we saw pictures uh, from the set of Deadwood, the Deadwood movie. Deadwood, so, 10 years later. They're actually doing it, folks. Mm-hmm. This is not a drill. Yep. And uh, what is really funny, you know, I've been watching Santa Clarita Diet on mm-hmm. Netflix with... Timothy Oliphant, and guess I was kind of expecting, you know, Timothy Oliphant to look like that, so much so that when I saw his picture, I didn't even realize it was him. I had to look underneath the picture, and it says Timothy Oliphant as uh, Seth Bullock, and I was like, wow, I mean... The stash is back. The stash is back. (laughs) Yes. So, I don't have a release date for it, at least I'm not sure what it is, so I'm not sure... When we can expect to see it, of course. We've waited 10 years. We can wait a little longer. That's true. <laughs> well, I just don't want to wait anymore. I'm nope. just, give it to me now. Give it to me now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for that. Now, since we've been dealing with with movie stuff, I mean, one thing we, we definitely have to mention, and one reason why, going back to Hellboy, why the release date, uh, the release for the trailer was not very advantageous for them was because that was the day that Disney was coming out with their pictures for Aladdin. Because mm-hmm. that was going to be their push. And I wouldn't necessarily say that that the Hellboy trailer got lost in the shuffle. But obviously it's not going to get the press that it would have gotten if it had been released today. Just because of the fact that, you know, the buzz on Aladdin. But the other thing, too, is... And i got to bring this up. Because sometimes as fanboys, we we tend to jump the shark. And sometimes <laughs> we get really upset over things that maybe we shouldn't. And... The internet blew up. The internet got really mad because the pictures of Will Smith as a genie, he wasn't blue. <laughs> to the point where Disney had to say, don't worry, we're gonna, those are just character shots. We're going to color in blue. Now, of course, with his beard and with his top knot, mm-hmm. he reminded me of a 70s cartoon called Shazam, which was a, a, a genie. Mm-hmm. That over in the uh, the Mandela Effect universe that uh, Sinbad played in the 1990s. <laughs> no, the, this, this this was a real. This really was a, happened. This was a real cartoon. Uh huh. Again, it's like, well, he's not blue. It's like, but the blue, you know, it was a cartoon. I didn't expect for them to make genie blue in the live action. Mm-hmm. It needs to be its own thing. And when you have Will Smith playing the genie. He's not going to play it like Robin Williams. I mean, nobody is going to be able to play that role like Robin Williams did. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robin Williams was his own person. Mm-hmm. The only 
comedian I could think of that, that could possibly match Robin Williams for that type of frenetic comedy would be Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. But if Jim Carrey played the genie, it, it would, would still be, be different. It'd be different. And it should be, you know. Yeah. But this is some interesting trivia for you. Uh, do you remember Shelley Duvall's fairy tale theater? Yes, I do. Do you remember who played the genie in that? No, I don't. Mr. James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And Valerie Bertinelli was in that one. But what got me about the genie picks, you know, I was fine with it. I think the costumes look good and everything. But something I hadn't realized, Guy Ritchie is directing this movie? I was completely floored. And then I realized, thinking back about the genie movie, there are three heists in Aladdin. (laughs) Yeah. Aladdin is a heist movie. So I liked to think that they were troubleshooting at Disney and say, you know what? Aladdin's a heist movie. Who does great heist movies? Guy Ritchie. Yeah, and I think especially with the issues that Guy Ritchie had with his King Arthur movie, I think that it, this might be a nice Is that return. the one that we all forgot? Because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, let's just say it, it didn't do very well at the box office. Was Kate Blanchett and Russell Crowe in it? Was no. That, oh, okay. See, I don't even remember it. That's... Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah it, well... And as much as I love King Arthur mythos, I love it all. Man, yeah, apparently... Uh, everything from Camelot to Sword in the Stone, I love it. Oh, yeah. Excalibur. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't do very well at all. It was going to be part of a series of different movies. They were going to do a sequel to it, but I I don't think that's going to happen now. Mm. But I'd love to see Guy Ritchie knock this one out of the park, definitely. Mm -hmm. But again, this idea that, well, if everything is not exactly like it was in the movies, you know, it's not going to be good. This is one of the problems you run into when you start doing reboots. And of course, Hellboy runs into the same issue. It's like, how faithful do you stay to the memory of the movie that it's rebooting off of? You know, where do you draw the line between, you know, faithfulness and going off and doing something new with it? Of course, if you go too far either direction, you can wind up crashing on the rocks. Mm. That's why reboots are very, they're very risky. Mm-hmm. But Hollywood tends to go for them a great deal because of the fact that you know it succeeded before, mm-hmm. it's probably going to succeed again. You can do high risk with high reward, like The Thing. Yeah. Or you can do high risk, not so good, reward, low reward with Psycho. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies, of course, that were very successful in Hollywood, given time. At the same time, I don't think those type of movies could get made today. Because Hollywood, on the whole, tends to be very risk-adverse. Mm-hmm. they do not take chances at all. And even when they play it safe, sometimes it doesn't work out for them. Um, the Ghostbusters reboot did not do very well for them at all. And, of course, it wasn't just that. There's There's been a lot of movies that, that look like that, that they had solid IPs and didn't pan out. At the same time, as much as we complain about we don't have brand new movies coming out that are not based off of something, it just seems like every time something like that comes out, people just don't come out and see it. Mm-hmm. The one thing people, I think people miss about Hollywood producers is that they're not interested in making good movies or bad movies. Because that's, I mean, what makes a good movie or a bad movie, that's what you might enjoy. might be something I'm not that much into and something that I really like you might not like. Mm. And so they're not looking at it as, well, this is a good movie or this is a bad movie. They look at it, will this movie make money? Right. They'll make the schlockiest, dumbest movie ever if it'll make billions of dollars. Yep. You know, welcome uh, Transformers, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but what it comes down to is that 
honestly, until we start supporting new movies, they're not going to make them. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But yeah, you mentioned something to me that I didn't even catch is uh, Zachary Quinto. Yes, the, the Zachary Quinto. They picture. released a picture of him as Charlie Manx from Nosferatu. And yeah. he, man, does he look great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't look like himself, definitely. No, uh-uh. He, he looks very much like that blood-sucking vampire from the book. He looks very threatening and, and yep. very imposing. Well, like this particular vampire, he feeds on children, and he mm-hmm. tricks them into his Rolls Royce, his 1937 Rolls Royce, I think. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe so. Uh, and he... T- Tells him he's going to take them to a place called Christmas Land. And he turns them into little monsters. And that is a design that I'm interesting to see if uh, how they can pull it off. Because they have teeth all the way down their throat. And they look like little Nosferatu. And getting kids in that kind of makeup. But I trust AMC with makeup. uh, You know, because we know what they can do with The Walking Dead. And we got that teaser. Did you see the teaser? I did not. Of Alpha making her mask. No, yes, I, I haven't seen that it's yet. It's beautiful. And there's this creepy song about whispering while she's doing it and she's sewing that skin. And ooh. That uh, will start up in about February or so. Mm-hmm. So, The Walking Dead. And, of course, I figure what we're going to wind up doing since we're, we're coming to the, the end of the year. There are some movies we haven't seen yet. I'm thinking probably our next episode we're going to go ahead and instead of breaking up Doctor Who into last week's episode and and the new year's episode we'll just talk about both of them at the Mm -hmm. same time next week from uh, next first part of uh, i think it's january the 5th is that saturday which is will be when we come back out Mm -hmm. and we can talk about that there'll be a bunch of movies to talk about because i haven't got into the spider-verse which i got i haven't had a chance to see any movies yet but i do want to catch the spider-verse movie uh, aquaman i'm trying to think what else i'm uh, i haven't seen yet I definitely want to see Us. It's supposed to come mm-hmm. out Christmas, and we got a still from that that oh, yeah. movie, and it looks, the family is standing there, and they're all wearing red. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a trailer. It's not necessarily a geek kind of a movie, but I'm trying to remember what the name of the movie was. All but movies are geek David, movies. <laughs> well, it's a David Spade film. David Spade is in it. Hmm. It's not a comedy. Basically, it's about this family that, that inherits this piece of property. Somebody wants some water rights to it. So they basically, this is a home invasion kind of a thing. And David Spade is kind of the lead of this. So I was kind of making the joke. It's like, maybe I'm getting too old, but I don't, I don't see the comedy in this. And course, <laughs> because there is no There's comedy. There's no comedy. There's mm-hmm. no comedy. It's David Spade, basically, you know, he plays that role of the funny kind of goof a-hole, let's just say. Uh-huh. And he just got rid of the funny part of it. He's just menacing <laughs> at this point. Although... I think it really goes to show, and I've said this before, is that horror and humor tend to run down the same line. Mm -hmm. And when a funny person plays scary, they're really scary Mm -hmm. because they understand the timing of it. It's it's the same thing, really. When Jim Carrey did 23, yeah. Or uh, um, Man in the Moon. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, he was only scary on the set. Right. (laughs) But... uh, Robin Williams in Insomnia. That's another mm. good example. And One Hour Photo. Yeah. Oh. That was just... Mm-hmm. It just seemed like at there was a point, and it was, I think it started with the movie Death to Smoochie, which was a very dark comedy. And I think from that point, he just kind of got into... He was just doing these really weird roles where 
he was kind of a twisted type of a character. And that went on for a little while. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed those. If you get a comedian who who understands the ebb and flow of telling a joke and they, they turn it, you know, and go for the scream instead of the laugh... I mean, it's devastating. It's, it's oh, John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the office. You know that just his his that that gaze and down the down the camera lens can make you laugh, and then he goes and does it and writes and directs a quiet place. Yeah, which I I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Alan King. He was he passed away a few years ago, but he was a the roastmaster general of the Friars Club before he passed away, oh. and hilarious. And mm-hmm. he I remember. A series on Comedy Central called Inside the Comic Mind of Alan King, and he would interview other comedians. He was amazing. But I remember a role he played in a small film based off of some Stephen... It was a Stephen King anthology movie. It was called Cat's Eye. Yes. And I do he, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, and he played the head of uh, of this non-smoking... Quitters Quit- Incorporated. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that that was Alan King, and man, he wasn't funny at all in that. No. It was pretty dreadful. Yeah. Again, it just goes to show that if you can do comedy well, you can take a lot of the stuff you learn from comedy. In fact, and I've said this before, but very often when I'm teaching students horror writing, the first thing I tell them is, buy a book on comedy writing. You will learn so much about writing horror out of that book, you you won't believe it. (laughs) So, definitely true. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much stuff that to look forward to even, you know, before the end of the year, because there's, there are definitely some films that I want to catch. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely think like I said, the, the Spider-Man movie, since it's animated, I think I'm going to, I'm going to break down and see that in 3D. Mm-hmm. Because like I say, I'm, I'm sort of mixed when it comes to 3D, but if you have a, something that's high color and high contrast, like a comic, like animation, 3D just pops. And mm-hmm. so I think definitely 3D will be well served in that movie. But I've been so busy trying to get things finished up for the end of the year because, of course, I'm taking a week off and I'm planning on catching a bunch of movies. So what do you got planned for the end of the year? Oh, just, you know, family, because we have so many people all over the place. So we have to have like three different Christmases kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, So lots of different stuff going on like that. But yeah, that's about it. Of course, come January, we can talk about the movies that we've seen, a little bit of TV and we can start making predictions for 2019. That will be fun. So, of course, this is a, a bit of a short one this week because, of course, we're getting ready for the for holiday season. Right. And so, with that said, we come to the end of episode 51. Thank you for listening and tune in in 2019 for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher saying, Happy Holidays, and remember... We're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next year. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production. (laughs) 